Welcome aboard the Little Red Bandwagon, your twice-weekly podcast celebrating the radio show turned podcast Too Beautiful to Live. I'm Bobby Pape, and joining me across the country, a full house today, the nice lady Christy Wise in Everett, Washington. Hello. Hello. In Dallas, Texas, Meredith Mayhem Mahan. <laughs> I want to try to make them sound different. Meredith Mayhem uh, Mahan. There you Hello. go. Hi. And in Austin, the man whose costume is always that of an ex-con, our jail dude, Mike Frizzell. Good morning. Welcome to Waterworld. <laughs> what? This is a spooky edition of your Week in Review. Of course, on Fridays, we bring you an interview with a guest, 10, and you just heard Mike and I talking with listener Sheila from Ithaca about tons of effing risotto. So if you haven't yet, go back and take a listen to what is by far the most successful and perhaps only palatable edition of Cooking with Sean. Uh, but this this is Monday morning, and this is your previous week's TBTL Week in Review after some LRB business uh, with a couple of notes, starting with the most important part, our official Little Red Bandwagon 2000th episode weekend meetup. We're going to be meeting Friday November 27th at 8 p.m. the night before the 2000th show. 2000th show. <laughs> Nobody's got that right yet. Nope. Yeah. Uh, and we're going to be meeting at a place rich in TBTL lore. Christy, why don't you tell us a little bit about this event? Um, we're going to be meeting at the little... Oh, <laughs> we're going to be meeting at the Mandarin Gate in... Is that a North... It's a North Gate. Uh... Nobody yeah. who's been there can remember either. No. If you do it right. <laughs> it's, it's it's in a really Aurora. weird Yeah, it's on Aurora in a really weird strip mall. Yeah. I think shitty is an acceptable adjective. So I'm told I've been to Seattle several times, so I've still never been to the Mandarin Gate. We didn't we didn't even drive you by? No. Oh no. We failed. Mike took me on a on a tour of every landmark in Seattle except the Mandarin Gate. We might have driven by it, but you would have been distracted by Burgermaster, which is very close. Right. Right. Oh, okay. <laughs> crab sandwich yeah um which is much more important than mandarin gate um yep 8 8 p.m at the mandarin gate uh if you need to know we we have an event so go ahead and look at that it yeah find us great. on facebook at little red bandwagon and we are sharing this information up front at the start of this episode instead of at the end because we are going to be delving into the deep history of hot dog stories later and oh, just God. in case you stop listening halfway through the show we wanted you to hear this before you tune out so Little Red Bandwagon Party Like It's 1999 TBTL 2K Eve Meetup featuring Phyllis Fletcher. That's right. We'll have a celebrity Friday, November 27th, 8 p.m. at the Mandarin Gate. Uh, and like any good party, I believe that starts at 8 p.m. and ends at question mark, question mark. We'll see yes. how late we can go. All right. Next order of business. Uh, Christy, could you please tell us about your family Halloween costume for this year? Because it's adorable. <laughs> um. Ellie chose to be an astronaut and decided that I will be the moon and Jeremy to be a space shuttle. She decides our <laughs> costumes every year. The bad part is that it was a last minute audible um, on her part where we I start talking to her about costumes in about uh, March uh, and <laughs> <laughs> start getting them ready. And she got an astronaut costume for her birthday. And decided then, which is, you know, uh, October 7th. And so she decided on that day, we were switching it up. 
What was the original plan? The Wild Kratts. What? If you don't have kids, you don't know what it is. It's a it's a kids cartoon, and she <laughs> she wanted to be a Wild Kratts bat, and she wanted Jeremy and I to be Wild Kratts, which he's really sad because we would have got to wear cargo shorts. Is that like a political cartoon? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> well, so I've noticed a theme in your costumes because this year uh, you're the moon and Jeremy's <laughs> a space shuttle and, yeah. and Ellie's an astronaut. Right. Uh, last year, what was the breakdown? Um, she was Amelia Earhart. Um, Jeremy was her plane, and I was a cloud. Um, so should I say what are... she wanted to be? And we talked I... her out of it. Yes, yeah. please. Okay, she really is getting into history, and one of her favorite stories is Rosa Parks. She has a little book about it. Oh, so God. she had decided oh, she no. wanted to be Rosa Parks, and Jeremy was going to be the bus, and she wanted me to be the bus driver, and to be telling her all night. To get to the back of the bus. I thought I was very sad about that. (laughs) But also, she gets really upset. So last year, she was Amelia Earhart. So she kind of just looked like a fighter pilot. And so people would say, oh, look, look at him. He's a little fighter pilot. And she would say, I am Amelia Earhart. So she got really upset that people didn't know exactly who she was. So I said, no one's going to know Rosa Parks. She just (laughs) looks like a little kid. A little girl in blackface? (laughs) Yikes. She's got the hair to pull it off. She definitely has a fro. (laughs) Right. We would have had to do like um, the mugshot picture of her. Like she would have had to be looking like a mugshot to kind of be able to know who she was. Yeah, even the cutest kid. And Ellie is up there. uh, Can't pull off blackface. No, we would not have done blackface. So good call. Uh, the picture of that group costume and last year's uh, will be up at Little Red Bandwagon on Facebook. Uh, and now that I've said that out loud, someone please make sure that happens. But <laughs> uh, that will go into our week in review, starting with Monday, episode number 1977, All Tupacs Go to Heaven. I just want to start out by saying that this week was a pretty good week for episode titles. It was. Yeah. Uh, Luke opens the episode by telling us that he's not feeling uh, great. And he isn't sure if he's nauseated or nauseous. Classic TBTL conversation. Mm-hmm. Uh, then he just gives up and uses the term upchuck and talks <laughs> about how he's in the vomitorium. Great well, way to start my morning. Also, he kind of was gagging. He kept going, Bleh. Yes. Bleh. Was that That's fake gross. or do you think it was real? I think it started real and then he Burbanked it okay. and took something from bad to worse. <laughs> Uh, he introduces Tapioca Walsh. Glad to see that that nickname stuck for a few days. Um, and a story that they got their salads, as they do, and Carrie thought that Luke was eating his salad in the bathroom. <laughs> Who needs Ipecac when you can have that image? Uh, scientists. Um, this started the super salad conversation that came up a couple of times this week. Mm-hmm. That's a joke that isn't warrant, uh, isn't worth bringing up over and over again, is it? Well, you know what it's from, Bobby, right? I don't remember. Pa- Party Down. Oh, God. Of course it is. Um, that's why I don't remember. I don't think I've actually seen it. Oh, you need to watch it. It's so good. God, Do you guys every agree? Day, you guys have something else I need to watch on the TV. <laughs> Catastrophe, Last Man on Earth, and now Party Down. Yes. Find me a couple of weeks to take off and I'll send you. Okay. Um, Andrew went to a Browns bar over the weekend. Luke made his vomit noise. <laughs> um, 
Rams he was fans. so mean. Luke yes. was being mm-hmm. so mean. Um, I, didn't, I didn't notice that, Christy. I'm hashtag he team Andrew. Mean? He so Andrew was telling his story. He was very upset about what had happened, rightfully so. And Luke, he would say, "Oh, there was a couple Browns fan," and Luke said, "And a couple of them were inflatable people." Oh right. And right, then right. he's making fun of that, like the, all the Browns fans have jumped off. Right. Yeah. Or just don't exist. And right, right. Andrew actually said, you know, you're being really mean. Mm. And I was, yeah. I felt really happy for Andrew for a stick for himself. Well, worse than being mean, Luke is just wrong about this whole <laughs> Browns bar situation. Uh, Rams fans come in and Luke says that's okay. And that maybe instead of going to a Browns bar where there's going to be that kind of tension that maybe Andrew should go to a bar, what he called a UN bar, a United Nations bar. Mm-hmm. And I just wrote in my notes, you know, Buffalo Wild Wings is basically right. what he's saying. Right. right. Like he should just go somewhere where every game is on and nobody has any allegiance. That is the worst answer. Yeah. Uh, some of my best experiences have been going to Bill's games at Bill's bars in other cities. And that's a great experience. And it's not okay mm-hmm. for visiting fans or the other team's fans to come in, especially on what's, probably going to be a lopsided game like Browns Rams and be douchebags in the other team's bar. Well, especially because it's in LA, there are tons of Rams bars because there's still residual fans. They can find a place. They did right. that on purpose. Right. There's no doubt. These guys probably go to the other team's town bar every week. Mm-hmm. And that's just a dick move. Yeah. That kind of thing wouldn't fly in Texas because, uh, you never know who has a gun. So right. go, <laughs> right. go to your own bar. Right. And Texans fans don't have much to live for anyway. Yeah. It's their like guns are more Toyota likely to Yaris. be used on themselves. <laughs> uh, Mayhem, you're pretty quiet about this. I know you're not much of a sports She's head. not much of a Tigers fan. I don't. Yeah. None of this discussion meant anything to me. So you guys can take it. <laughs> well, let's ask you how you Just feel about. Don't be a dick. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. anywhere you go, don't be a dick. Maybe you have more of an opinion about holograms because the top story uh, was that holograms of Andy Kaufman and Red Fox are going to be working the circuit. Yeah, that's a terrible idea. Terrible. Why? Is is it new material? Are they like dredging up old voices and making them say new things? It would have to be old stuff. Otherwise, it's just that. Then why? Unless it's like one of those bad speech generators online where you write in something and Bill Clinton says it back at you. (laughs) Um, First of all, could anyone else write Andy Kaufman material through a hologram? Andy Kaufman, that would be super awkward. And then for Red Fox, um, all of his humor could only be acceptable as a grandfathered sign of the times thing. Like you couldn't write that shit now. Well, the thing about it also is like musical performance, that's one thing. If you have a hologram of a musical performance, it's not like the ideal thing that you want to go to live, but comedy is sort of an interactive experience more so than, than music. It's more of a an interplay with the audience. So I just don't think there's any way it works because you're just sitting there like a lump watching something. You're play. watching you might TV. As well be at home. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. I wonder, like, I guess with Andy Kaufman, so much of what he did was, was, theatrical and pre-planned like you could just get jim carrey to go do it right Mm -hmm. like that's what the movies taught us i guess it doesn't really matter it was a good movie go see it (laughs) right um but with someone like red fox i mean there's no crowd work 
yeah. with a hologram, what's the point? It's right. just like going to see a creepy animatronic show or mm-hmm. something. Um, and and let's not let's not get carried away with how great uh, Red Fox was either. I mean, I'm no. a big I'm a big fan of of uh, Sanford and Son, but you know, it's every week. I you can see the the writers in the room, and they say, "Okay, Grady walks in." And and sees Fred. If he sees Fred, he says, "Hey, Fred, where's Lamont?" If Grady walks in and sees Lamont, he says, "Hey, Lamont, where's Fred?" And then they're off to the races. It is right. not high art. Let's not be bringing back stuff that wasn't great. Yeah. Uh, Luke says he would see a hologram of Amy Winehouse or the Rat Pack because these are groups that he never got to see live. One <laughs> out of bad timing, and one out of generational issues. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that that would be an interesting experience, but I guess it would be like watching a concert video, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah I mean, like, except he gets his car towed because he parks in a loading zone. And you have you know? to pay $10 for a beer. Right. right. Uh, the Tupac uh, hologram gets mentioned. And Andrew yeah. sings some Tupac, which I think we need to isolate. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was rough. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we move on to baby Hitler talk. This is some big picture weed smoking kind of conversation. <laughs> uh, I mean, isn't this a discussion everyone had when they were like 14? Right. Would know. you guys go back and kill baby Hitler? I don't I don't think I have to kill baby Hitler if everyone has the option. So I'm sure someone else will do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah do we all get a crack at deciding this? Uh it's a good thing you can't vote because if you could, you you probably wouldn't. I probably wouldn't. Somebody yeah. else would do it. Yeah, yeah, let somebody else do it. Do you have to? Ki- are the options kill or nothing? Because like, there's so many other things you could do. You could adopt him. Mm-hmm. You could steal well, him away from his parents. I guess he right, had a pretty well, shitty upbringing. So that was part of the conversation. Like, maybe just raise him to love Jews. I mean, <laughs> yeah, or kidnap him. They didn't take nearly deep enough of a dive into this, but basically. You know, somebody else would just do it. I don't mean kill Hitler. I mean, be Hitler, more mm-hmm. or less. Right. I mean, there was a power vacuum. Somebody, some douchebag would have taken it. Yeah. Um, you'd have to go back and kill baby after baby after baby. Happy Halloween, guys. <laughs> <laughs> well, there, there's some psycho out there that'll do it for us. Don't even worry <sighs> about it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Luke is upset with NPR's constant James Bond coverage. <laughs> Is that really something that's happening? I don't know. I haven't, I haven't heard noticed it. it. I think he's obsessed with two things that no one else is really obsessed with, and that is NPR's James Bond coverage and uh, the the Sasquatch that that wants the beef jerky. He keeps bringing those things up <laughs> over and over, even though nobody else is thinking about it. Uh, I have not noticed. You know, I don't listen to NPR constantly, but I haven't noticed. Uh, a heavy influx. I mean, he's right. The demo is right. The people who are in charge at NPR, the people who are the big players are of the same era as the classic James Bond movies. But I don't know. I don't know. Uh, email from listener Matt with some phrase issues. Uh, the first one is nip it in the bud, nip it in the butt versus nip it in the bud. Mm-hmm. And the other is third world problems. <laughs> I, third world problems shouldn't even be a phrase just third world indicates problems right what if you're really really thirsty <laughs> then is it okay to say you have a third world problem that's the only time i mean well, it's not it's if not you have, if you can nice. get to water then you don't have that problem right 
Fair enough. Uh, yeah, it's just not funny. I mean, that's unfortunate. Um, listener Bree walks it, uh, writes in. She's got the nickname of Doc Balls. It's a callback from last week. PhD, so Dr. Balls. That's a great nickname. I love yeah, it. Yeah, it is. So awesome. Especially if you're a, what's the balls doctor called? Urologist. Urologist. <laughs> yeah. Especially if you're a urologist. Well, I think urologists have that whole neighborhood cornered. Is there someone who just specializes in being a balls doctor? <laughs> Not that I know of. Well, no, because ladies can go to urologists too it's not just about balls right, right. yeah that's true i just don't yeah. want to uh, i don't want to they do the urinary like tract doc catheter that's the uh, guy i don't want yeah right according to urban dictionary a testicologist <laughs> yes is how do a i get gyne- that job <laughs> what oh, Ew. no this actually this is a good so first of all urban dictionary of course says this is a gynecologist for men what? <laughs> We're recording this on the morning of oh. Halloween, so this is apropos. Every year I see a guy at a bar who goes as a gynecologist for Halloween. And every year he thinks he's hilarious. And it's usually some dude bro in a white lab coat with a stupid homemade badge. Um, here's the thing with gynecologists. I don't know firsthand, but my guess is you don't see the healthy ones as often as you'd like. Like, you don't take your great car into the mechanic just for the hell of it <laughs> well you're on you're some dangerous the... ground here bobby well ladies uh i don't want to be on the receiving end of all the problem vaginas well that's <laughs> not the case because you go you, you go have to go every year. year yeah okay so, so you you probably get to see a lot of great ones and but but probably mm-hmm. a great proportion of terrible ones too mm-hmm. but you see them in a context that is not is not fun <laughs> right <laughs> Right, that's not worse fun than for a, anyone. No. I'm sure that's worse than a strip club for look and no touch. Yes, <laughs> I guess it's touch and oh, no yeah. enjoy. Yeah, yeah. Or at least I don't just, make any sounds like you enjoy it. You know, that's <laughs> that's way out of bounds. It On either sounds... person's side, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. That instant uncomfortable. It is it a name chit chat. Terrible to me. And then I don't know. You do that all day. Do you really want to go home and see more? Like I feel like mm-hmm. you'd be sick of it. Mm-hmm. I feel like basically. The gynecologist costume is the opposite of what you want to be in life. Right. Well, there's the boob inspector one, too. Like, I'll check you for cancer. <laughs> well, it is the last day of uh, a crucial catch or whatever the hell the NFL calls. That we're wearing pink gloves all right. month. All right. Thank you for entertaining. That wasn't in the nest every year. That guy pisses me off. Uh, we get a fireball update. I don't know why I even put it in my notes. Basically, the listener's. The listener was wrong and embarrassed, and uh, the guys probably overreacted to his original email. Yeah, this seems know, like a non-issue to me. I I really appreciate that the guy came back and said that. Really? Yeah, just that, oh my gosh, you're right. Instead of being, I mean, because he fired off an email like, actually. Yeah, without looking it up, you're right. Without looking it I mean, So he admitted really, he was wrong, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> you're always afraid of that when you. Or like you're gonna get on your high horse and uh, and you're gonna correct somebody. You need to check yourself first because yeah, that's you gotta do your research. Come triple on, embarrassing. People. We don't do it. But I I have a couple ideas this week, and the first idea I have is uh, what I would call a fireball rapture, and that is anyone who has taken more than one shot of fireball on upon taking the second shot, their clothes just fall to the floor and they're gone, and we never have to see them. <laughs> 
Is anybody watching The Leftovers? Because that might be what happens there. Yeah, I saw oh, the first it's all season. Fireball I, related. I'm hoping it ends up being when they explain it. I hope it ends up being fireball related. They're never going to explain it. It's another TV show that I need to watch. Oh, yes. oh, no. oh well, no. it's it's all right. But I, I have like a story it. about um, the, this last season. It was shot around Austin. Oh, did you see him? And uh, Emily saw uh, Justin Thoreau. Uh, we were driving around downtown, and he was just he was standing at a um, waiting to cross the street to go back. I think to the W Hotel, which is probably where he was staying with Jennifer Aniston, by the way. Um, and she got a good photo of him and I got to say, he's pretty hot. My husband listens to this, so I'll just say, eh. <clears throat> he seems like he would, he seems to be that he would have a man bun if he could. Mm, he's, he's actually, he like writes movies. I don't know if he directs movies, but he's pretty hmm. sharp. I think he's too sharp to, um, to put up a man bun. So why is he with Jennifer Aniston? Um, wouldn't you get with her if you could? Uh, she seems right. pretty high maintenance and like frigid. So no. Well, you know, it's not going to last. She always gets her heart broke. We've seen right. the tabloids. <laughs> She's been t- left at the altar for by him many times. <laughs> Probably. On a Tuesday, 1978, who pushed the fish? <laughs> Luke is full of Coke Zero. And I want to stop and mention here. Uh, he mentions that if he leans on his or gets on his tippy toes at just the right window, he's got a peekaboo view. Peekaboo all day. Oh, that's today. a hard one. Of the two thousandth view, <laughs> he's got a two thousandth episode of Lake Watcom. <laughs> Last week, Luke mentioned that maybe he's been getting too specific with describing his location because a listener figured out that that she used to live right down the street from his house or something. Mm-hmm. You notice he's getting more and more specific about where his house is. Well, just you well, just need to go look at a satellite view, and whichever house has four broken down boats in the yard, that's his. <laughs> well, he, Lake Whatcom is huge, so yeah. okay. I, well, that doesn't. I'm not saying that listeners should go triangulate Alabama Hill and <laughs> Lake Whatcom, and you know their swimming pool situation. But I'm just saying that if you did, I feel like he's sort of narrowed it down for everyone. Anyway, he's full of Coke mm-hmm. zero. He's having dreams of peeing the bed. Uh, and it starts a conversation about how, again, how Luke has to keep peeing at night, except the 98 and entire pizza. Right. And soaked it up. <laughs> I have a question for you, Christy. Um, yes. Back in the days before Jeremy got sober and you, oh, no. you all were, um, Already, you were you were a couple, and you slept in the same bed. Uh, Jeremy used to pee the bed. How did you handle that? I mean, did you just buy a new mattress every time? What do you have plastic sheets? What was the situation there? And I and I'm not saying this just to make fun of Jeremy. Jeremy admits this. I'm not outing him. He admits that he peed the bed. But I mean, as the as the partner of this, you person, must really love him. Yes. <laughs> um (laughs) i i had some tricks there were some tricks okay well did you put a diaper on him what was the deal how did you do this no i would definitely try to wake him up aka push him out of the bed to get him to go to the bathroom um uh i looked up online like i had to look up a lot of stuff like my prodi training toddler keeps wetting the bed what should i do (laughs) (laughs) 
Well, Did they yeah. make pull-ups for adults? <laughs> I yes. wish. Here's the thing. When, They're uh, called yeah, Depends. Yeah. When I was uh, married to my first wife, we had a stepdaughter who was like uh, two, three, four when I when we were married. And when we were potty training her, I mean, the best thing to do is you just get up in the middle of the night, you pick the kid up and you put them on their little potty and they go and then you mm -hmm. put it back in their bed. But mm -hmm. Jeremy's not a small man. So no. And when drunk, <clears throat> very not hard. So to, nice. Very hard to lift and me. <laughs> I mean, I seriously when I, I'm being serious, when I would kick him out and he would just fall on the floor. <laughs> I bet our neighbors are like, what the hell is happening over there? Did you kick him out because he had already started peeing or just intermittently throughout the night? Um, intermittently, like, hey, okay, you need to go. Time to get up and go yeah. pee. Yeah. But but and then what was the cleanup like when he actually perpetrated? Oh, how did man. you? How could you make that <laughs> mattress fresh again? I mean, what is the? Well, I did have like I have a a intricate mattress cover situation, so it rarely ever touched the mattress. And in the kit, uh, there's this stuff called like Twenty One Mules or something. It's a cleaning product. Mm -hmm. That neutralizes. So I did basically what I do if my dog made it as an accident. Wow. You just have to um, dry it and you put that stuff on. And Wait, why are you the one cleaning up? Yeah. Because it wouldn't get done, Meredith. It wouldn't get uh, done. Oh, my God. <laughs> this hey, is why she said, I guess. Yeah, you can still get out of that. <laughs> yeah. You, like, soak it up and then you mix this thing with salt and... Um, the mules and they put it on and it kind of absorbs it like you do kitty litter when someone pukes you know oh, no. and then you vacuum it up <sighs> he's almost as good as an episode of dirt out loud <laughs> he has definitely paid uh paid his share in the times when um the toddler has also wet the bed he's had to go through the process okay. now okay well but <clears throat> i'll tell you that toddler pee is not the same as drunk 30 year old man sure it smells like beer red red bull and vodka <laughs> yeah I, well okay. i guess i'm officially sorry i brought it out. up but um but emily that's that's your dream man there it oh is. you did that you did that <laughs> jerk all right save the date people summer 2016 <laughs> i cannot wait awesome. uh luke has a dream catcher dream about peeing into an open window box bench of some kind. Uh, that's all I remember because it was a dream. Mm -hmm. But Andrew mentions that in his younger years, when he had a little more fortitude, that he would actually use nature's alarm clock as in drinking a bunch of water before bed when he knew he had to get up in the morning. That's dangerous. Well, it's dangerous if you're a bed peer. If you're not a bed peer, you wake up and... So I, you're traumatized by your experience with Jeremy. I mean, I wouldn't do what I wouldn't do that nature's alarm clock, but I can see where it'd be effective because I don't pee the bed. I would have to get up and then I'd be okay. I'm up now. I'm go well, it's do not just I a, do. it's just not a bedwetter, but it's also someone who sleeps so hard. You yeah, know? yeah, but but I mean, you're you're putting that on someone like <clears throat> Andrew knows that he's not gonna he's not gonna pee the bed, so he can do that. You know okay. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, I'm sure, like most things in Andrew's life, he actually learned this trick from an old episode of The Simpsons because Bart drinks 12 glasses of water in order to wake up early on Christmas Day. Mm. <laughs> I remember that episode distinctly. Um, from here, we have a wheelbarrow talk. Luke bought a wheelbarrow 
from Lowe's and then thought he saw a tag that made that wheelbarrow cheaper. So he went to customer service and despite not having any paperwork of any kind, which is typical for Luke Mm -hmm. um, or a license or a passport or a wallet or even anything, even underwear with his name sewn in it. He's standing there at the counter. (laughs) So he shows up with his crease pleated jeans and he asks uh, if he can get some money back because the wheelbarrow is down cheaper than it was before. And the person behind the counter eventually just gives him $7.58 to go away. Yeah, go away money. Well, he needs that for his available credit. Right. <laughs> well, he got it in cash, even though he probably paid with that credit card. So that's quite a little scam in and of itself. Mm-hmm. Uh, then he realizes as he's leaving that, in fact, the wheelbarrow that was on sale is not the one he got. Therefore, his discount was ill-gotten. Mm-hmm. Uh, the question is, should he go back? Uh, and Andrew kind of talks himself in and out of this, but says mm-hmm. that because Luke's a regular at this Lowe's, he should probably go back and just say, hey, uh, turns out I'm an idiot. Do you want your money back? I think assuming that the lady will say no. Right. I think he should. I mean, he goes there all the time. He should probably just um, give a nice tip to somebody who helps him load a bunch of lumber the next time he's there. You know, just give it back, but give it back to somebody in the store in a nice way. But isn't it more Luke style to have them start loading the lumber and then to drive to a parking lot across town and start recording the podcast? Right. So he doesn't have to tip them. So they're gone when he comes back. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Uh, similarly, Luke fought to get $25 back from Delta after paying more for a seat he thought was going to be better than it was. I remember that. I I always go two ways with this. I mean, on one hand, he says the diagram was wrong, but on the other hand, I don't always trust Luke when he says something like the diagram was wrong. I've had that happen to me though. They switched the plane at the last minute. I remember when it happened. Oh, okay. The, the model of plane. Yeah, so the seat you choose ends up being somewhere. I guess if it's a last minute thing, then then that's fine. I mean, I'm always happy to get money back on an airline. Screw Delta. I don't know Mm -hmm. if I'd spend six hours on it, though. That's $25, and your time is worthless at that point. Right. Well, I mean, that's a personal decision. Um, All you have to do is uh, passive-aggressively tweet at them, and they'll mm -hmm. get back to you right away. I've done it. (laughs) That's basically the only thing I ever use Twitter for, and it works. (laughs) Yeah. That's how I got some free Sherry's Berries earlier this year um speaking of retail uh well at lowe's uh we've gone from complaining about halloween decorations to christmas shit uh there's an inflatable billy bass lawn ornament thing (laughs) which does sound like the ultimate uh white trash lawn decor for your holiday needs (laughs) my dad still has one of these ironically in his garage at his at his cabin i love it of course he does. And it still and, works. It's like 15 and, years old. And you still push the button every time. Oh, yeah. Or you walk by as the motion sensor, right? And he goes, who pushed the fish? <laughs> I don't have an original one, but I have one of the McDonald's knockoff filet fish ones, which is even dumber. What is that? It's the same sort of mounted fish. And when you press the button, the thing comes out and it sings the... Uh, Give me back my filet fish give me that fish song. Sure, that old <laughs> song everyone yeah. knows. Mm-hmm. I, it's from a stupid McDonald's campaign. I for think a you're going to have ago. to sing it for us. Yes, come I'm, on, Tupac, let's hear it. 
I tell you what, when I'm dead, you can bring back my hologram and do whatever you want with it. Mm. Uh, I'll see if I can find it somewhere because I haven't seen it in a while. It's probably next to that smoke detector that was beeping for months. <laughs> I think I can hear it. Uh, our top story, REI, is going to be closed on Black Friday. Yeah, but their smugness will be going around the clock. So don't right. worry. <laughs> what I was going to repel um, on Black Friday, and now I don't know where to get my gear. <laughs> right. right. Um, Andrew feels lazy when he talks about REI because the only reason he goes there is for gadgetry and stupid little things. And not to bring it back to lady parts, but this is the first of a couple of times this week where Andrew uses the term hoo-hahs. Mm. Yeah. In exchange, like for gadgets, he's used a lot of little terms this week that I think he's not using quite right. Yeah, maybe a little inappropriately. Meredith, you yeah. work in the medical field. I mean, the gynecologists they usually use that term, right? Who yeah, they, yeah, that's a that's a medical term. Sure. Yeah, that is not a fire alarm on my side. I swear. Sounds like a bird. Does someone have a bird? Oh, my window's open. Sorry. <laughs> no, I just want listeners to know. Yes, for several months you have not been going crazy. There was an old uh, smoke detector packed away in a box in my office. And if things were moved around just right, it would beep and we would hear it. And then sometimes it would maybe be beeping, but we wouldn't hear it. And I finally found it and disabled it. Windows uh, shut. So now I just want it to be clear. It's not on my conscience anymore. These <laughs> random noises. But Unlike on a certain podcast you listen to, when we say you're hearing noises, you will actually hear noises. <laughs> I think I think we should give dispensation to Meredith for having an open window because uh, we're pretty much at the end of like an eight month stretch where it was about a hundred degrees every day, and it's not it's not often we get to open a window here. In yeah, Texas. it's perfect open window weather right now, and yeah. I well, don't want to waste op it. Open it back up. The bird wasn't bothering me. I just thought that I was going crazy. I finally no. found the smoke detector, and now the noise is back. There are a lot of angry crows that live in my front yard, so we'll just leave it shut for now. Well, that's back to the Halloween theme, so that's mm -hmm. good. Uh, this is the no fart conversation, <laughs> by the way. I don't remember how it started, but Andrew is talking about his childhood. Uh, no using the word fart. Uh, and also, wasn't allowed to watch the movies Police Academy or Stripes. That seems okay. Mm -hmm. Although the fart thing, I don't know. It's crazy. I think he should have been allowed to watch Stripes, but no one should have to watch. <laughs> <laughs> what, were you guys not allowed to say any certain words when you were growing yep. up? Me. I couldn't say fart or screwed or sucks. Any I couldn't those, say but... sucks. I couldn't say holy cow either. Really? No. Yeah. Because my mom you're... went through kind of a religious phase when I was little. It was like, nothing, cows aren't holy. We're not Hindu. I was about to say you're very mm. anti-Hindu in your I house. Guess. It didn't last too long. Um, we, I didn't have a lot of rules, but there was <laughs> one, there was one era of my childhood in which my mother tried to enforce not saying sucks. And she would basically look at me and she was like, you don't even know what that means. You don't know what it's implying. Mm-hmm. And, Which made you more curious, I'm sure. Right. Mm -hmm. And I just said, does it matter? Like, that's not the way we're using that word. I don't think when somebody says something sucks, it automatically implies something terrible now. No, it's it's too it's ingrained. And you don't think of the actual act of, of sucking. Uh, I was under no restrictions as there was nobody around <clears throat> to even hear me talk. So I could say. Right. And it was just a different era. So all of your swear words from... Your childhood old just timey. sound right. They sound mm -hmm. folksy and whimsical to us now. Sounds. <laughs> was one that I used to. Uh, 
just the other night I was at TV on and was just catching a couple of minutes of Stephen Colbert and he was talking about the debates and he made a joke about somebody leaning into the microphone and saying douchebag says what? And all I thought to myself <laughs> was, I guess you could say douchebag on network television. Sure. Who cares about sucks? Yeah. Um, I love the movie Stripes, by the way. Yes. And I was a little Which heartbroken. I think Stripes would make some really good drop audio. There's a lot of great Bill Murray in there. Sure. Um, Carrie sneaks up on and scares Luke. <laughs> I love this. <laughs> that was great. Uh, tis the season to prank a little bit. Um, we'll get to the po- uh, plant story later in the week, which I think could have also been a prank. But I think we find out later in the week, Carrie actually had to like really sneak up on the window to scare Luke. And the effort makes it that much funnier to me. Yeah, she crawled halfway around the house while he's yes. recording the show just so she can pop up in a window. I love that so much. That's probably yeah. why, she, you know, she lets him get away with all this garbage. This is a two-way street. Right. She, she should be terrorizing him. Yeah. Well, he she's, it. she's feeding him full, like, large pizzas, and then she's scaring him. She knows that the that the health, or what is it called? Life insurance <laughs> policy is intact. <laughs> <laughs> it is the one way that he's going to pay off. Mm-hmm. Um before we get into the emails, I just a note about a shoebox of CDs. There was uh, how that's been an economic indicator that's changed over time. There was an era when a shoebox of CDs would be something someone might steal from your yeah. car. Mm-hmm. Whereas now a shoebox of CDs would be like, don't bother with this car. That's all he's got. <laughs> I used to have a shoebox of CDs in my car. And I remember having to like hide it or like throw a yeah. sweater over it or mm-hmm. something if I was parked somewhere mm-hmm. at night. I don't have one anymore. I keep <laughs> one. You... I keep one emergency CD in my car for oh. like if everything breaks. We um we had a stager come to our house this week, and Emily has um Emily has a, a huge wall of CDs in one of the bedrooms, and the stager uh, wanted to make sure that we got rid of those before we showed the house. And I was wondering why, and she explained that um. People will come in and they will do nothing else except look at all your CDs and they won't even look oh. at the house. <laughs> I, I would do that, wouldn't you guys? If someone had a big wall of movies or CDs. I love looking I would... at people's bookshelves. That's yeah, bookshelves. We have yeah. too, but people, I guess people aren't, most people aren't as interested in the books, but CDs, like everybody will just stop down and just, ooh, <laughs> look at this, look at this, and just waste the real estate agent's time. I've had that experience at Savers. Um the CDs that get donated to Savers are all just, um, well, they're basically the years you were in prison, Mike. It's all mid nineties, early to mid nineties. I need to do some catching up then. Let's, let's, yeah, let's, let's, let's have a Savers. flannel party. Yeah. yeah. And so you just stand there and I'll be like, I remember when that song came out, I think I had that one in my shoebox, And, um, I've definitely taken pictures of, all the CDs on the shelf so I can go not pay for that music, but remember it to go make a playlist. <laughs> uh, emails, uh, starting with a deep Prairie Home Companion dive. I wrote that in my notes, but I don't remember what caused it. I don't either. Yeah, either. it's kind of like Dreamcatcher. Any time we talk too much about Prairie Home Companion, I doze off. Mm-hmm. Uh, a voicemail from Bernie in Munich about nicknames. Burndog. Burndog. Uh, mm-hmm. Weekend at Bernie's. I'd vote for him. Uh, Followed by uh, Luke talking about pulling an injury in. 
if you are hurt, I guess that's better. I don't remember what brought that up either. I, I don't know if I was just scatterbrained on Wednesday when I was listening to this show or if it just wasn't very important. I didn't engage with Tuesday very much either. Yeah. Yeah. Um, listener Joel asks, would you see Nirvana in concert if they were fronted by a Kurt Cobain hologram? That's a good question. And I would say my answer is no, because Courtney Love would be getting money and I don't want that bitch to have anything. <laughs> mm. <laughs> I would not want a hologram, but I'd want like a tiny Filipino man fronting the band. You know, like, what, who is it that has that? Journey? Yeah. Journey. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, if you haven't seen that, everybody look that up because it's yep. so funny. He sounds exactly like him. He's he sounds really exactly. good. Yeah. It's so weird. I when the first time I saw him they were performing on the Today show or something, and I, I just thought, did that guy get so much plastic surgery that he now <laughs> looks Asian? <laughs> right. That's uh, Arnell Pineda. There you I think. Go. Yeah, something I'm trying to do some fast Googling. I think here. he pitches for the Royals too. <laughs> Uh, I, I may need a Halloween costume for tonight. I think I mentioned this in the chat the other day, but if I can just get a Mets t-shirt, uh, You're going I think as a I, loser. Can, I, I can officially go as Bartolo Colon though. It's the one costume <laughs> oh. I've been training for all year. Oh no, yes. you're, you're not, you're, you're not, you're nowhere near Bartolo Colon. He's, <laughs> he's at least four bills. <laughs> uh, Wednesday, 1979 coins rule everything around me. <laughs> Uh, speaking of the Simpsons earlier, this opens with the DJ 3000 intro, which My always favorite. makes me laugh. And it's a morning zoo edition of TBTL. Luke is getting dressed and ready to go to the airport. And of course, his flight leaves in like half an hour. Um, we introduced Tappy Walsh, which I guess is this morning mm -hmm. zoo version of tapioca. <laughs> I like that. Uh, Andrew went to the Magic Castle and has a new magician uh, favorite. Uh, mm -hmm. upsetting El Ropo. I feel bad for El Ropo, by the way. I feel like we loved him, we used him, and we tossed him. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah. he, El Ropo has a limited shelf life. I mean, he has a rope trick. I mean, I mean that's it. So, <laughs> And a great song. <clears throat> yeah. Sure, sure. Yeah. But, you know, that can only sustain you for a few months. Yeah. I was about to say that Rob Zabrecki doesn't have any great songs, but he is actually also a musician. Um. Before they get into his music, though, they talk a little bit about P-Funk and can't come up with any actual P-Funk to play, mm -hmm. which really annoyed me. It it kind of got under Emily's skin, too, I guess. She was a big P-Funk fan in high school, and then she moved to Austin for college, and it was all a bunch of white boys over here trying to play funk music and got her back into actually P-Funk because how bad these guys were over here. <laughs> There's a band, a, a band called Mingo Fish Trap. Uh, and she played, this is a, one of those white boy bands. They came out of Denton and came down to Austin and the, the music was so terrible that when the second song came on, it was immediately my favorite because the first song was over. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mingo fish trap, Austin, Texas soul says their website. Yeah. I'm all over the Googles today. Yeah. Good job on the Googles. Unless we get a Bing sponsorship. I'm all over the Google. It's an intersection <laughs> in uh, Denton Mingo and fish trap. That's where they're. Oh. oh, so there's actually a reason for that. I still don't like it. No, it still um, sucks. <laughs> Andrew's increasingly nervous about Luke making it to the airport. Um, and they finally decide that uh, instead of 
Luke staying on through the show, uh, they're going to just put Luke on speakerphone for the last portion of the show, <laughs> which defeats the purpose of them owning all of this fancy uh, crap to do their show. Yeah, again, we're more I professional. Of, I kind of liked it because I, um, I liked the him commentating the airport. Yeah. Am I the only one? Although I'm like Andrew, where even... <clears throat> Though I know that that Bellingham um, is like a very small town. There's, you know, the person who takes your ticket probably is also the security person and pulls the plane out. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it's one of those, but I still would get there two hours early. I'm, I'm glad that he left to go because I was also getting anxious about him missing his flight. And I knew he had like seven uh, layovers. Yeah. And you, you miss one of those you and you're one, just screwed for the rest of the day. He, yeah. had, he had more legs than, a, than an interstellar fuck suit. <laughs> so yeah luke gets to the bellingham airport and the hackett brothers get him going uh the important part here is that despite the fact that he knew his schedule was tight he still went for a run uh because that's just part of his ingrained culture now it's not just about running off yesterday's strudel <laughs> anyway uh Top story, uh, the guy with all the pennies, $5,136.14 in pennies collected over 45 years. Yeah. Uh, Luke and Andrew both have rainy day change funds that they're probably banking on far too much. <laughs> I collect change and I, I, I fill up a can that's in the closet and it, uh, it holds about $400 in change. And when it's full, I just... I take it to the credit union. There's a machine you dump it in and then you put the money right into your account. I would not roll that change. Andrew's ro- no. rolling change. What is that? Yeah. Well, you know, it's something to do when you're done rolling. That's uh, like ult- ultimate puttering, I guess. Yeah. yeah. It's something you do when you're never going to have kids. <laughs> oh, I'm not going to start rolling change anytime soon. <laughs> we have an anonymous emailer uh, who they decided is a she dog who worked for the company that uh, produces all the minions crap and is just as saddened by its existence as the rest of us are. (laughs) I only, I really liked this emailers uh, email because she took a lot of shots, including NCIS Bellingham Mm -hmm. and a bunch of other things. Actually, the whole thing kind of read funny, a good effort from that anonymous person. I wish we knew who it was. The Bay city would be a good place to set another NCIS. (laughs) Well, it's so diverse. Yeah, Detroit's great. (laughs) Uh, uh, Conversation about high versus low art. Uh, I don't think anything groundbreaking was said there. Uh, Then back to the writer's almanac. uh, And then Luke telling us that he Google image searched Robert Pinsky's house. (laughs) Now, Bobby, you found out you you searched and found pinsky's house and how much it was worth and of course you sent that information along to the boys didn't you yes of course i did and i did not hear back from luke because of course i didn't and and andrew (laughs) called me a creeper and that was the extent of that email nice job (laughs) so luke does it and he's fine this happened this isn't a joke no oh happened Remember it only he sent the picture in the chat. This kind of uh, pretty house. It only that took Pinsky's. me a, a few minutes. There's a you couple... just search property records. It's really easy, right? And also, um, Pinsky lives in Cambridge, Mass, which is right near my office. And 
right where a lot of my donors live. I got a lot of people right in this neighborhood who are sort of on my radar. And so I'm used to stalking people there. So I even knew where to go. So just so you all know, Pinsky lives in a condo. It's the bottom half of a really nice old house. And it's worth $1.6 And the guy who lives upstairs from him uh, is a fancy pants architect. But that one's only worth like half that. So the ground floor is literally where you want to be for all the money when you're Robert Pinsky. And Bobby was telling me that when you look inside, there's a lot of nice stuff in there. Too. Yeah. <laughs> Dining room set. It all matches. Big screen TV. Yeah. It's all really nice d- stuff. dust on it. So I'm sure they don't watch. Yeah. But the, um, his clothes are a little small for me. The reason this discussion came up, <laughs> <laughs> that's, he also subscribes to me undies from what I hear. But, um, the reason this even came up is because Luke said he's always, uh, Googling people's addresses and wants to know what their house looks like. And you know, that kind of thing. And I think a lot of people are like that. I, I'm not, I will sometimes Google someone's address if I'm about to go over there for the first time, just so I'll know it when I, you know, so I won't mm-hmm. like drive by it. <clears throat> but, um, but it's a thing. And a lot of people are, um, I think kind of paranoid about how their house looks on the, on the Google street view. So here's an idea that I had a while back. Google must have a schedule for where their Google mobile is going to be. And either they could do it or they could sell that schedule to a company that will come out and pimp your house for that day, like (laughs) park some nice cars in front of it or, or just spiff it up or maybe even put up a full Hollywood facade in front of it to make it look like you're living in some sort of mansion. I think some people would pay for this service because you know, you want to, you want to appear successful. And if someone's going to Google you, you'd like them to some sprawling estate with, with a Bentley out front and not, you know, <laughs> your, your, your Yaris, you're falling down fence. You say you haven't Google image searched people's houses, but you just described my house. <laughs> well, <laughs> Asshole. I'm, I'm, I'm not saying you don't have some nice stuff inside. I mean, I've looked in there you look yeah. pretty good in that. We're in actually working on, we're working on the matching dining room set. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Box that's full a, of smoke detect smoke detectors and, and that's right of fish bass. Our storage is not burning down anytime soon. Um, that's a Mike has ideas classic edition. Yes, yes, I've I've introduced that before, and and there's a lot there's a pile of money to be there because that all they have to do is sell that schedule, or they can do the business themselves. Google, get on that shit. You heard him. Uh, Andrew is annoyed by the Santa Monica brunch crowd. Mm-hmm. Why I'm, you can't be annoyed? They're cooler at, than him. Well, That's but he's the at the same place. This is like you know when I was in elementary school, I got teased by a kid who saw me at Kmart, and I was like, "You were also at Kmart." Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you were also getting two ham sandwiches for ninety nine cents. I saw yeah. you from that case with the flies in it. Hold on, I gotta write down the podcast that's also at Kmart. Um, <laughs> couple of notes on the day we were promised morning zoo. I feel like we got a little bit of morning zoo not nearly enough drops they abandoned that conceit real quick i think yeah that's really too bad i wish they'd own it and do it right well luke can't play drops and he said this i think the day before that he hasn't been able to and and now that he mentions it i really do miss him playing drops because he had such good timing and and such Mm -hmm. a large repertoire and he often played the wrong one which was always great so i do miss him playing drops i can't wait until that's back once every couple of months, they're good for going down a drops rabbit hole where they just Mm -hmm. play drops for 20 minutes and i always love that uh, we also get a joke about a sticker stop and the phrase that pays. Uh, one, 
if anyone's doing a sticker stop, it should be us. Yep. Just saying. Buy your stickers. They're not even selling stickers. Right. So uh, littleredbandwagon.com, get your stickers. And if mm-hmm. we spot you in the wild with a Little Red Bandwagon sticker, uh, we'll give you a hug. Mm-hmm. Yep. If, fat, if Fat Tad sees you out there with your, your sticker, he's going <laughs> to give you a tongue we're, kiss. We're going to send the interns out. Uh, also, the phrase that pays, what would be the TBTL phrase that pays? I don't know. Rawr. That's a tough one. That one's got a lot of history. There's so many options. Yeah, we got to mm-hmm. think about that. I think maybe we should start a poll or something. We should figure out the TPTL phrase that pays. There should be a list. I think there should be, yeah, like weekly phrase that pays, and then you get a sticker if you come up with it or something. Yeah, I like it. Uh, I think that's it for 79 on to Thursday, 1980. Hot dog stories. <laughs> this is the one we've been waiting for all week. Luke is in Des Moines, not to be confused with Des Moines or however the hell you people in Washington State pronounce it. Des Moines. Des Moines. He just got a haircut, which I always think is a risky proposition to get a haircut from a stranger in a strange city. Mm -hmm. Um, Well, he's burned all the all the people. Yeah, he's (laughs) available. Everyone, everyone at Rudy's hates him, so he can't Mm -hmm. go back there. Actually, that's a good point. That chick might have moved to Des Moines, and he just ran into her there. And he made fun of her kids or whatever he does. To... <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Andrew makes a joke. I don't remember the context, but he just jokes that when God closes a door but opens a window, it means he probably just pooped. <laughs> I think that's when that's... God closes a door and lights a match. When... <laughs> uh, I just I couldn't pass that up. This is the episode where we are going to finish stories for the first time, says Luke. And Andrew reminds him that, no, in fact, that's a segment that we've done before. And he's just (laughs) forgotten about it. I love it. And then he forgot where the term hot dog stories come from as well. Yep. And so we get into a real origin story here. Um, Andrew starts telling us about a windstorm that swept through L.A. and his life uh, and calls it a hot dog story. (laughs) But before we can start that story, Andrew has to remind Luke what the hot dog story was and why it has become part of pop culture in our world. I still don't know. Okay. (laughs) I can explain this. Um, This was, I don't know, at this point, maybe six months to a year ago, uh, Andrew had never been to a Dürer Wiener Schnitzel, which is now Wiener Schnitzel, but they are these little A-frame hot dog outlets i mean fast food places and andrew likes hot dogs so luke was trying to coach him through going and having his first der wiener schnitzel experience so uh, andrew finally goes and he has the story to tell and it was a pretty long boring pointless story and the reason that luke doesn't remember the hot dog story is because it is a hot dog story it was boring so don't beat yourself up, Meredith, and Luke should not beat himself up over not remembering the hot dog story. But the problem is, um, once it was pointed out that that story was boring and the term hot dog story was coined, I think maybe even by Andrew himself, I started beating him up with it, um, both in public and in private. Uh, I I think I made up something about HDS, which was hot, hot dog story syndrome. or uh, I mean, it got pretty involved. Well, and now you're in their crosshairs. Yeah, and and you know they took some shots at me. It's okay, I can take it. I'm I'm a big boy. I've been to prison. They're a couple of pussies. So, um, 
what, but what was amazing about this this episode and the fact that they brought up hot dog stories is they transitioned from it right back into this story about uh, some potted plant just falling over on <laughs> on Andrew's porch, and and there was a pl- another plastic thing inside of the thing so it was oh my god can we just play this now let's just play it i i don't want to talk about it anymore bobby just play it last night uh it started noticing that the wind was blowing really hard and uh usually that means a rain's a coming so i uh got up in the middle of the night closed a couple of windows and um pulled a i had uh i have this issue with my car where my the the Sorry, now I am in my own head. I have this issue with my car where um, my air conditioner is leaking inside the car. Is that still happening? Well, I finally just got it taken care of over the weekend, and now they're gonna they're shipping in a part to like kind of to so that it won't keep happening every few months. Um, they they say that some of these scions were come with a filter so that this thing doesn't clog up and start uh, leaking the the perspiration or whatever from uh, from the air conditioner in your car. But what happened was a couple of my uh, my uh, foot mats or whatever got really soaking wet, so they're out on the porch baking in the in the California sun. But then I thought it rains to come, and so I I do that. Uh, yeah. So anyway, um, this morning I wake up and the wind is still going on. And Genevieve and I realized that like a couple of the plants are just like smashed on the floor around our, um, around our house. This little, uh, this little mule's tail plant that I almost killed bringing out here to California, um, is finally coming back to life. We've been uh, treating it with, I know they're not really hard to take care of. Wait a sec. You moved a plant from Washington state to Los Angeles? Well, no, officially, no, of course not, Luke. That would be illegal. No, but I mean, uh, but yeah, just yeah, like all all um, all uh, Apple maggot quarantine aside, uh, I'm surprised. Like, it just seems like that would have been a pain in the butt to do. And did you have a particular love for this mule's yeah, tail? I did. I liked it. I got it as a small little stub, and then it grew into kind of three separate plants in this small little thing that we had. For we brought a few plants with us. Um, but, uh, and then I brought it out here and I was like, yay, this is a desert plant. Now it belongs in the desert. So when I moved out here, I started keeping it outside, but I moved on here in the winter time. So it's like getting direct sunlight during the day. And then it got really cold at night. And I basically killed two of the three like little plants in this mule's tail. And it took forever to find the kind of the right lighting situation. I didn't realize that it's supposed to be an indirect light and definitely don't leave it outside in the, in the cold, you know, desert nights. So, um, it's just taken us a really long time to kind of get it healthy again. And it's finally really taking off. And then this morning it's on the floor, the pot is cracked. There's dirt on the floor. Uh, there's another plant picture this picture, your traditional, uh, sized, um, uh, flower pot sort of you know you know not not the one of the really big ones not one of the small ones it's on a flower stand in our um in our living room or in our dining room and inside of that is the plastic pot with the dirt in it that the, that another plant is actually just kind of in this is not the mule's tail this is another thing somehow the wind took that plant and blew it up and out of the yellow ceramic pot so the plant is laying on the floor on its side in the plastic dirt tub that it's in but it looks like the actual ceramic flower pot has not been touched at all i almost thought it was a spectacular halloween miracle yeah yeah that's i mean you should have saved this anecdote for uh, tomorrow's show because we are going to have a spectacular and that sounds like a haunting that sounds like a haunting yeah 
of Koreatown, my friend. Well, don't worry about it. I have a much longer version of that story I will be telling tomorrow. Hand over fist. <laughs> Hand over fist. So anyway, then this morning I, uh, I wake up and the screen uh, on our window, like it's a, you know, our screen. It doesn't open. It doesn't open outwards. It's flush with the building. Somehow the winds have ripped this this kitchen screen and it's flapping in the wind and, I'm, and gusts of wind are still coming and I was scared a gust was going to come and uh, rip the whole screen off of our uh, off of like our window and like bonk somebody on the head with it it was like it was really i saw that winds were up to 50 uh, miles per hour in some parts of the of the southland is everybody is is everybody freaking out because one of the things i seem to remember from being there definitely when rain was involved um because the default setting for southern california is just 85 like there's so little real weather. I mean, you get fires in the summertime, and then you get some smog, and you get some June gloom, Andrew. I don't know if you've mm-hmm. experienced yeah, that, right. but yeah, yeah. Um, but there, I feel like really there's not enough weather. There's not enough weather change to justify having a weather forecast every day in Southern California. So when mm-hmm. something does happen, they lose their s. Dallas rains, Johnny Mountain, Henry DiCarlo, forget it. They're like, this is not a drill. Mm-hmm. We have some shit right. to actually talk about. Right, right. And I did not turn on any of the local TV. I'm so, like, just not in the habit of watching any kind of local news or local broadcast. I did not do that. But I was, you know, I reading. I was reading some stories in the LA Times today about, you know, some damage that happened around Southern California because of the winds, you know, trees down, cars crushed, uh, power out in some places, stuff like that. But it is something... I like the change in weather. I really miss storms growing up in Ohio. I, um and I guess we had rain, like actual rainstorms in New Hampshire as well. But ever since I moved to Seattle, as you know, Luke, it's uh, an actual thunder and lightning storm is so incredibly rare there. Here in California, it's very rare. So that idea of just like kind of at night a storm rolls in and you start to hear the thunder and lightning. And, and it gives you this little uh, – even if you know that everything is going to be totally fine, you get a little you get a little feeling in the pit of your stomach, right, don't you? When When just like – kind of instinctively that like, ooh, there's something dangerous going on outside those doors. Do you know what I'm talking about or not? I do. Yeah. It's um you're right. It's not it's not super common in the Northwest because you've got to be in a place that gets really humid. There's mm-hmm. gotta be it's gotta get really warm but also really humid so that I think that I I I feel like that's why the Midwest has a ton of really great lightning and thunderstorms in typically in the summertime but i know what you mean it's the right kind of it's the right amount of scared it's sort of like roller it's it's like less than roller coaster scared but but it's like it's fun because it's fun to be a little bit scared but also to know you're going to be basically fine yeah exactly and so the wind blowing i guess i've just been outside of a any kind of climate where there's any weather change for so long like you said that even the winds this morning as i'm kind of cleaning up the potted plants and and kind of securing some other things um you know big gust of wind comes and kind of i'm standing in my kitchen my hair blows back not that way not that way luke it didn't blow my hair back that way um but uh you know it just kind of gives you this weird like kind of thrill almost like kind of being in the ocean like when you're swimming in the ocean and all of a sudden like a little uh a little riptide or something just gets you a little bit and you're just like oh yeah that's right this is a powerful mofo so everything's okay now though like it's not the wind has died down it's not currently blustering outside of your um broadcast studio there Seems all right now, yeah. I thought it would be a more interesting story when uh, when it was still going on, but it's not going on anymore. I'm safe. Plants will probably be fine.
Hey, was the clip over? <sighs> oh man, I got a drool here. How long were we asleep, guys? I have to pee. <laughs> mm, I did already. I already peed. Mm, yeah, Christy's in the bed, so. <laughs> I'm so glad I actually drank like 12 glasses of water right before we started <laughs> that clip, so I knew to get up. <laughs> so you heard the end of it then, or was there an end of it? Um, Andrew has plants. Jesus Not Christ. Not anymore. The my wind favorite. blew over my plants. Let's talk about it for 25 <laughs> minutes. If I listened correctly, what I heard is that the inside plant somehow came out of its uh, uh, ceramic, you know, pot. The plastic plant pot and plant were on the ground, but the heavy ceramic pot is still sitting on the plant stand looking like it hadn't moved. I'm not sure if Genevieve is back from her latest trip yet or not. Um, I just hoped that she just took the other plan out and set it on the ground to fuck with him. Or maybe she planned to do something with it. Yeah. Or any other number of reasons. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> even if it was the wind, it's still not interesting. Oh, my God. The only thing that came out of this whole story that made me laugh a lot was the imagery of hand over fist hot dogs. <laughs> <laughs> Them both saying what they thought it would look like. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just pictured Kobayashi. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Uh, so, Mike, congratulations on developing such a strong defense mechanism <laughs> to get through prison. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I would lash out against other prisoners who boring ass stories. You know, in in prison though, I mean, I would I would have welcomed a story like you know from from my celly at ten thirty at night. Send me off into the land of Nod. Uh, we move on. Uh, Luke recounts his flights, plural, getting to Des Moines, uh, all four of them, except there were only three. I sort of thought that because he said four at the top of the show, too. And I thought to myself, how could it be possible that it would take yeah. four flights to get basically anywhere in the continental United States? Um, basically, you're going to fly to a big airport and then to another big airport and then to the small airport you need to get to. Four flights would be pretty near impossible unless you're going to a weird island or something. Um, he gets... I understood what he meant. He was in four different cities. Yeah. Right. Uh, it was four stops, I guess. Four. Right. Yeah. Because I ended up taking three flights to get home from Denver over the summer because Southwest is the worst airline ever. The worst. Uh, no, that was four flights. I actually took four flights. I went from Denver to Nashville to Washington to, uh, well, no, Denver. And I, it was so many flights that my head got scrambled, but that's because I was flying standby and it was a disaster. Um, but unless you're like trying to take extra flights, I think four is pretty impossible. Anyway, he was seated next to a productive coffer. And uh, this sparked a conversation about plane etiquette, followed by Andrew talking about how in an ideal world, kids would not be on planes. Well, that set off the tens page, stens page. I don't know if we're going to get into that, but I've always thought it would be a good idea to just have a, an airline that caters to adults. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There's movie theaters that do. Yeah. Quiet car on the train. Restaurants. But if you get on, you know, you get on a Southwest flight, you know, get ready. Adult bookstores. <laughs> <You're> gonna, 
you got to deal with kids. Kids are in the world. They're, yeah. They can be super annoying. They can Strip ruin clubs. your whole day, but they are out there. So Get some noise-canceling headphones. Listen mm-hmm. to your you've, you've developed a kid-canceling life, but you yeah. once you step outside <laughs> your door, they're there. You guys know that this conversation on the Stens page annoyed the hell out of me. And yes. I, I don't know why it got under my skin as someone with no kids and you know actively choosing at this point in my life to not have children. Um, two things about the conversation annoyed me. Uh, one is that I think parents often get immediately reactionary to things like, boy, wouldn't it be great if there was a flight with no kids? Of course it would be great if you were on a flight with no kids. Even parents would like to be on a flight mm-hmm, with no kids. Mm-hmm, right. Don't <laughs> right. give me this children are important to the world. Oh God. Yeah. Stop treating my child as yeah. less than a human bullshit. Right. Mm-hmm. Andrew was not saying any of that. I will defend Andrew on this. His off the cuff point was simply, boy, wouldn't it be great to be on a flight without children? I think he said something to the effect of um, parents have children. The children only benefit the parents. And that's what caused that philosophical yeah. debate. Yeah. Maybe yeah. benefit wasn't the best choice of word. If that was the word he used, I don't remember at the moment, but you know, this was so inconsequential that I hardly had any notes on it. And then when the Stens page blew up about it, I had to really go back and think about it. Um, yeah. I've chosen to not have kids. And I realized the parents who are listening to this are going to say, you know, you don't know what it's like until you have kids. And I was like, yeah, that's I, the point. That's the point. I, I don't want to know. I'm very happy staying up late. Living I will on my remain own ignorant. We well, have an automatic feeder for our cat because I don't like to make sure I have to be home by seven o'clock. Right. <laughs> Guys, children are our future. They are our screaming, seat kicking, annoying as fuck future. So let's it's not we'll a future I want to live in. <laughs> <laughs> um, my friend recently uh, just flew to Dallas and she texted me and said, the kid behind me is singing peanut butter jelly time over and over and over again. I like that one. Yeah. yeah. I like that it's one. It's one of those where you're like, oh, this is annoying. And then it goes away. Like you just can't hear it anymore. And then you, it's stuck in your head mm-hmm. and then you hate it again. And then it's a, it's a shortish flight, three or four hours, but that's a, <laughs> it went on for the entire flight. Uh, I said and that I'll, it was a jam, I'll tell you. and I just want to be clear that I didn't mean it to be a pun, or even a really bad one. It was a complete <laughs> yeah. accident, yeah. and I'm only saying that now because someone's going to hear that and think I said it to be funny. It's more of a right, marmalade. That, that was a setup. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I'll tell you that if you are annoyed by what a kid is doing in public or on a plane, the parent is that times 100. They're mortified. They can't stop it. They don't think that fits are beautiful and they are just as annoyed at the peanut butter jelly time song as you are. Yes. But yeah. I mean, my point is I understand that that parent's not happy either. Mm-hmm. That doesn't make me any happier. Like, yes, I get it. And I don't think parents should have to bribe me with candy and notes and earplugs and all that nonsense. I'm, I'm a responsible adult traveler. I have noise canceling headphones mm-hmm. and you know, three drinks on the plane and then you could do whatever you want. But, uh, you know, I shouldn't have to feel bad just because I like the idea of not having kids on my flight. No, not no. at all. Right. Don't shame me for not wanting kids or liking kids. And I, we get that a lot. I mean, there's a bigger issue here. This podcast to be four hours long, but you know, mm-hmm. Sam and I don't have kids and all of our friends are having kids and they kind of look at us and be like, Oh, 
when are yeah. the kids? Where are the kids? Do you, do you know if you dare, you could say just say we're we've been trying and get a solemn face. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you can make yeah. people feel yeah. real bad. Her her uh, womb is a barren place where my seed can find yeah. no purchase. <laughs> That's a good point, actually. I should relate. Well, Jen talked about that once. Yeah. Because it, where she said, mm-hmm. um, at some point, you just have to say, you were asking me about my health and my sex life. And none of both of those things are not your business. Right. So I don't know how right. harsh you want to get with people, but. Yeah. Well, so Sam works in a a, a, pract- a pediatric practice where she sees kids all day and works with a gaggle of women with children. Ugh, so she's had an ass load of the whole business. By oh. the time she yeah. gets You're off. so good with kids. You should have your own. Yeah. Oh, it's not even yep. a matter of that. I mean, patients just come in and say, Oh, how old are yours? Oh. Like they just assume mm-hmm. it's just an oh, assumption. Mine was yeah. stillborn, but the- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she would, she would have been seven. <laughs> oh God. Yeah, Christy wins. <laughs> I would have done that. I would. And I would do it today. <laughs> single yeah, tier if people want to shame me for not having kids i'll shame them right back oh, for being assholes yeah. is a son of it's just wow get you every time childhood aids um <laughs> all right it's time for us to go all watch children of men apparently so that we can learn our lesson mm-hmm. says four people with zero biological children <laughs> right. between us right. yeah all right top story andrew won a cruise except, except that he didn't, didn't. uh <laughs> And we are so close to knowing Dan Passion's phone number. Oh my God. I can't believe they said all the numbers on the air except one. Like there's, it would take us 10 seconds to figure this out. Uh, Bobby already has called him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we had a nice chat, actually. I, Dan and I have fought on Twitter before, so I don't want to. Well, you're both I, passionate, passionate men. So right. It was destined to happen. I do believe on the uh, legendary. Uh, criterion collection episode of takedown podcast about snacking i did call myself the poor man's dan pashman yeah um, you guys seem to have a lot of arguments about cheese plate what it, what is a sandwich and condiment how and how and when to sauce chicken wings actually was the oh, specific right, argument that we had right. he thinks that you should leave them dry and then dip in the sauce before you eat them to keep uh-huh. the wings crispy and I argued that if you're waiting that long to eat your chicken wings, you're doing it wrong. So it shouldn't matter. Um, anyway, yes. So let's call Pashman and yell at him. Now, he won this cruise from Fuse Radio 98. This scam. I love this scam. Um, <laughs> it reminds me of. I love um, this. scam, Bobby, I don't know if you've ever experienced it. Not at all, I'm sure. But when you go to a porn site and you accidentally like miss a key on the way in, people, guys, nice, but companies have bought these misspellings. Yeah. And you go straight to some, to some, you know, that's how they get you.com where, <clears throat> where if this is like your first time going to that porn site, you're like, oh, I guess this is it. Right. You know, that's how they get you. It's strange that they ask for the credit card number right up front. They do. They do. They're like right up front. <laughs> and so it'll get you if it's your first time. And this was Andrew's first time misdialing this number. So they kind of sucked him in by, you know, he, they pretend like, oh, you accidentally called into a radio contest. And um, he seemed like he was a little taken in at first, but I don't. Yeah, I think I think I think he figured it out. I, You know, and if he didn't figure it out, Luke, Luke was all over that stuff because of the way his brain. Worked. Right. 
I wish they had been able to call it back because Luke would definitely have had a good time oh, screwing yeah. with them. And I don't think Andrew could have done it. Um, so I just, you know, I, because I'm Googling everything today, I Googled Fuse Radio 98. This is the first time I've done it. I know they went and looked at the website. Um, and if you heard a split second of music come over my microphone, it's because they are not courteous enough <laughs> to uh, oh. they have auto-loading sound. Mm -hmm. There's actually two websites oh, that go that. FuseRadio98.com yeah. and FuseRadio98Cruise.com. And I wonder if they went to the second one because the first one actually looks like more of a legitimate web radio station, as legitimate as a web radio station can look. Um. Oh, and then callercenter.com. Fuse Night Radio 98. They are a scam. <laughs> you think? Um, well, but but there's a phone number. 313-723-4800 tied to that one. A yeah, 313? different than the... That's Detroit. Uh, you can chat with them. I'm going to chat with them. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, oh, wait. I have to give them my email. That's not happening. No. But Jeremy... <laughs> um, they had some fun with that, though. I'm impressed that they had it on tape and uh, that mm -hmm. that Andrew even edited in the harp back and forth. Uh, <laughs> no, he was oh, right, playing right. the harp. He, he was the playing harp right the harp there. live. Uh, I, I know a harpist mm -hmm. or two. It's not as easy as it sounds. Um, from here, we get quick debate talk. Uh, Luke thinks that Ted Cruz is way younger than he looks. No. Way older. No, yeah, older. older. Excuse me. Yeah, Cruz is right. not that old. Right, Cruz is in his 40s and he looks like he's in his 60s. Yeah. Luke just thinks everyone else is older than him because he can't accept that he's yeah, almost 40. Yeah, I do that with hockey players, sports, you know, athletes a lot. I get really angry when I realize they're like 19 or 20, better at life mm -hmm. than me that much. You can still um, get in there, Bartolo. Don't even worry about it. <laughs> yeah, he's what, 42 or something? That's that, that's right. 42 and woefully out of shape and pitching in the world. It's the American dream right there. Yep. Uh, Luke recalls the time he did the Sasquatch lineup announcement and made a joke about the kids on the mollies. <laughs> of course. <laughs> you should have looked that up on the Googles ahead of time. This is not the only time that he has tried to appropriate youth culture and failed. Um, I've, I think actually, if you listen to Luke on wait, wait, you catch a lot more of this because I think he's really trying to be the young hip, voice on wait wait don't tell me well compared to pj o'rourke he is right quite the hipster right but yeah. you see the effort yeah coming through far too hard yeah you can you see the wheels uh, turning it's just like um what's his name the other cbs sunday morning when mo rocca is on you know the effort is just really and someday luke's just gonna have to own being the middle-aged grump mm -hmm. <laughs> instead of the young hip guy right he already has right. the opinions andy rooney of our generation uh, Luke mm -hmm. vows to lay off weight talk on the show and just in general running Again. down the show. It's been a few weeks since he said that. <laughs> and then we get some emails. Uh, actually, they're Facebook comments today on words people used instead of fart as a child. Uh, putter, traff, toot, smellies, popping a balloon. And this strays into a story about Susie's first fart at age 18, which I know <laughs> we've actually discussed on this show before. Sure. Yeah, this comes up yeah. like every couple of months. That must have been maybe. a hell of a bottom burp when it finally came out. <laughs> bottom burp? Is that what you would say, Mike? That's what my nieces say. It's funny. Bottom. That sounds even grosser, actually. It does. It's yeah. way yeah, gross. Yeah, it does. Uh, and then after another email and Andrew apologizing for his snoring in New Hampshire seven years ago, um, we get 
a song from the proto high school musical high tops no. song song with live commentary from luke and andrew all six minutes of it i would have rather heard peanut butter jelly time or making bacon pancakes yeah. anything yep. but that's <clears throat> um did you guys stay through to the easter egg yeah i don't remember that one i, I usually try yeah, to what's what that one it? it's not a drop uh it's just andrew saying i quit no <laughs> He's been putting things at the end yes, of almost every episode. Like I've been listening to the very end every day and there's usually yeah, something he's there. He's been very good about that. There's always some sort of drop or something. Mm-hmm. I wonder where he got that idea from. Yeah. <laughs> I've got to start listening because he's been embedding like threats against me in the end of the show. I wonder if eventually <laughs> he's going to, at the end, he's going to like lay out his plan. He's going to get me. If he's not, Maybe. he should start because that would actually be he's really gonna great. Say, yeah, he's going to say <laughs> one word a day. Uh, Friday, 1981, TBTL Spooktacular 2015, The Spookening. Again, a title I like. Uh, and an intro I like because they skipped the usual intro song to give us the werewolf bar mitzvah song from 30 Rock. Yeah. It's always a good time. <laughs> uh, and Andrew's introduced as Hot Dog Story slash Windstorm Walsh. Yes, Hot Dog Story Walsh. <laughs> <laughs> the Windstorm, that's so great. I was scared. Yeah. Is he going to tell it again? Oh, no. Dive on the podcast. <laughs> no. Uh, Andrew wants to talk Halloween resolutions. He's really pushing this New Year's <laughs> Eve premise for Halloween Eve. Uh, that was really funny. Apparently, someone I called thought. him out because last year he said he was going to use the word spooktacular all year round. Mm. And then he didn't. <laughs> and he never used it once. <laughs> Guys, and then he- I got really upset yesterday. I saw a billboard. I had to go to Target late last night and I saw a billboard hovering above Target that um, was advertising a haunted house. And I wish that I'd had this idea and I hope they're executing it properly. Like a really sexy haunted house and it's called Ghouls Gone Wild. And it made me so mad I didn't come up with that. That's pretty good. <laughs> Is yes. that where you're going to be tonight? Just another place? Yeah. No children. I work there. Mm-hmm. So hopefully. <laughs> <Not really bright>. <laughs> <laughs> um. I can't remember if I've said it on the air or not, but my wife took an extra job this month working nights at the zoo in Rhode Island because every year they do this thing where they carve thousands of jack-o'-lanterns and put them on display. And it's called the um, Jack-o'-lantern Spectacular. And all month, what? right. <laughs> how do you not use spectacular there? <laughs> New Jack-o'-lantern <laughs> city is what I would call it. <laughs> I call it spooky pumpkins, <laughs> but that's just me. Do they let the animals eat the pumpkins? A lot of animals love. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they're segregated from the pumpkins for the part. It's I an, hate that. An that's racist. Pe- yeah. yeah, that is racist. Well, you know. Thanks. Uh, one of them makes a ghoulish figure joke, but I don't remember which one. I think I think Andrew did it because he's yeah. so proud of himself. <laughs> well, it, but he didn't. But he sent back that, uh, or he gave away his flattering pumpkin T-shirt. So how would we know? I'm still mad about that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to buy one for him on clearance next week and mail it to him. Okay. Uh, Carrie is standing still in a room. And apparently that's scary. <laughs> it's pretty scary. Have you seen Blair Witch Project? <laughs> Luke is watching this through a shaky handheld camera. And Carrie's just thinking, what in the world have I gotten yeah, myself She's into? standing there pondering her existence. She's just yeah. exhausted. Yeah, That's true. <laughs> She's just on her union break. 
Give her a she, break. I have to scrape all these tiles. Yeah, she was trying to. Uh. She was trying to look at like Wacom. She just wanted to get a smoke. <laughs> Um, we'd find out that apparently Andrew has to poop when he's scared. When he's oh, creeping right, when around, he's, which is a strange when he's being trigger. scary. Mm-hmm. So don't play hide and seek with yeah, Andrew. Yeah, I, I remember as a kid, every time I play hide and seek when I was hiding, I would have to pee. Yeah, that's a nervous thing. Luke talked about yeah. being nervous. Yeah. Um, like when he was going to go up to bat, I would always get it like before basketball games and games too. Mm-hmm. And I didn't have to pee, but I would feel like I had to. It's really uncomfortable. And it's all you can think about. Like yeah. you're doing yeah. your warm up layups and you're going, oh, I got to go pee. And then you sneak out and you go pee and there's, no, there's nothing. Nope. Yeah. I have noticed that Andrew's used to the word poop a lot. I mean, it just came up a lot more than even normal for TBTL this week. But I think he is actively still trying not to swear. I think poop sounds mm-hmm. worse than shit. I agree. Um, it's like bottom there was definitely. Mm-hmm. There was definitely a hierarchy in my household. Like, you know, crap was worse than poop and shit was worse than crap. And you weren't allowed to say crap. And then, I don't know, I finally gave up. But I feel like crap's not a swear word anymore. No. Right. Mm-mm. I feel like when I was a kid, crap was a swear word. Yeah, it's turned into a, just a, a descriptor instead of actually talking about pooping. It just means yeah. junk right. now. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. Our children will say shit with uh, reckless abandon, except that none of us have children. Uh, <laughs> this leads into just saying they should get a stadium pail for TBTL 2K. That was Luke's referencing Ooh. the stadium pail. Um, I've never seen one in person. I think, well, I've never seen one in person, but I know. Do you know how they're f- kind of formed? No. I think they're like a kind of a condom with a tube coming out oh yeah. so a tight water seal yeah and then it it attaches to a like a yeah bag on that part I, had, I guess i hadn't thought about the um the fit but you would want it to be snug because he wouldn't want anything mm-hmm. getting out and then when jeremy gets home he just empties it onto the bed <laughs> right <laughs> uh halloween plans luke is going to uh their friend's house uh pizza giving candy to kids andrew's gonna turn the lights off and play madden 2012 on the wii well, his girlfriend goes out and has fun. No thoughts, no judgment. Mm, <laughs> I, I could say what else he's going to do, but. Right. Uh, I I like trick-or-treaters. We're going to do the trick-or-treater thing. And then if we're feeling up to it, we might go to a party. But I have no costume this year, like I said, except for Bartolo's. So uh, I don't know. I'm just too lazy to dress up. I always. Oh, go we ahead. Give out candy. We we just moved into this house, and so last year was our first Halloween, and we had no idea, and we were woefully unprepared. We get hundreds of kids coming through, so we have two huge uh, bowls of candy, and then we're going so go to go to a party. You were, we're not, not dressing the um, full-size candy bar house then, because that would be way too expensive. We yeah. can't be. Yeah, we aren't either. I'm just cheap. <laughs> we could probably be a full-size candy bar house, because we're in a cul-de-sac, and we don't trick-or-treaters. I'm never home. I haven't been home on on a Halloween forever, really, because when I haven't been in prison, I've been in this mainly the pizza business, which is the busiest a- night of the year. I've worked on every Halloween as long as I can. Remember. I wanted to ask you about that, actually. This probably boring to everyone else, but I am curious. I always think the busiest pizza nights of the year are New Year's Eve, Halloween, Super Bowl, Super Bowl, Christmas Eve, maybe? That was always a tradition in my family. Um, mm-hmm. Christmas Eve, we close early New Year's Eve and Super Bowl people plan their parties and there are a lot, lot for, like, like for, um, Super Bowl people, 
they cook and they bring stuff over and they got to spread and it's busy. I mean, we, there's a lot of business, but Halloween <clears throat> sneaks up on people. All of a sudden it's four 30 and you have 25 kids at your house and it's going to be two hours before anyone goes out trick or treating. It's just tremendous orders of cheese and pepperoni. This hmm. hundreds and hundreds of people for, from between like 30. Yeah. Sounds like hell. Have fun tonight. Yeah. It's awful. Uh, <laughs> trick or treat cutoff age uh under 16 oh i would think 12 seems, yeah 16 yeah. seems old 15 yeah. seems old I agree. when your voice changes yeah. <laughs> when when you're taller than most of the people that answer the door <clears throat> right yeah when you can have a job to buy your own damn candy <laughs> right. right yeah well luke talks about the kids who do the math on the stairs at the old mount baker house oh, yeah. and being like mm-hmm. it's not worth it to go up another stairs for a piece of candy I would think that you'd reach the age where, right, for $15, you could go buy more candy. Exactly. And it's the kind you like. And, well, and the, the next day it's on, on clearance. So yes. think about that. Bringing it back to the pizza business, one thing that you, you do uh, in the pizza business often is go door hanging. And the new guy, you always give the side of the street, uh, like Luke's side of the street. And then if if you're the veteran in the business, you... You do the other side of the street where all the houses are just flush to the street. And then you, you get to the end of the street and you, you look back to the new guy. He's he's done like two houses and you've done 25 <laughs> houses and he's like huffing and puffing. Um, yeah. Uh, if you live in those neighborhoods like in Seattle, you just stick to one side of the street. Screw that other side. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The amount of time and effort and money you put into a costume, you could just go get some candy. Uh, and speaking of candy, they don't know what the hell a Butterfinger is. <laughs> Is that what uh, is that what it was? I'm ninety percent sure. He said like the orange with the crispy orange, crispy, crispy stuff. stuff. Not a Ugh. baby Ruth, which is nothing like a butterfinger. No. A Heath bar, which I guess given his lackluster description was a decent starting guess, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. but toffee right. isn't orange. No. I mean, but the candy bar approximates you know, it it could read butterfinger at least a right. little bit. I guess. But I guess I feel that Butterfinger and Baby Ruth used to be thrown together. Were they the same company or something? Hmm, I think you're right. I think they used to be they actually advertised They were categorized together. as the same. Right. right. Yeah, they're both I... Nestle. I think they're both Nestle candy bars. Which Nestle is the is is totally the RC Cola of candy bar companies. You know, you want you want your Mars bar or you want your Hershey bars. And then if someone has Nestle, it's like, oh, you were too cheap to buy Real soda for your family. I didn't know that. I didn't know there was a hierarchy. I think there is. I'm. I'm saying this is personal. I take it from you, Bobby. I mean, mean, sweets aren't my sweets aren't my thing as nearly as much as savory. But I would say you've got your you've got your Hershey line, which is your your. uh, Well, I won't say Crackle and Mister Good Bar. They're in there, but like you get your Hershey bar, your classic chocolate, and everything that spirals out from that. And then you get your Mars bars, which are the M and M side of things. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't know who makes Reese's peanut butter cups uh god <laughs> i think no i think no, I, have... I think reese's is its own company actually uh no owned by the hershey's marketed by the hershey company yeah see hershey and, but... and mars bars yeah like two companies own all the food right so because i got a list in front of me now oh hershey's Bobby's, he's passionate about this. <laughs> hershey's hershey's get you your hershey bar of course uh heath bar uh, whatchamacallit, that's a personal favorite of mine. Uh, all of the Reese's spin-out stuff, so Reese's Crispy Crunchy Bar, Peanut Butter Cups, all that. York Peppermint Patties, that's Reese's. Uh, the Score Bar, which is the uh, 
kind of Heath Bar competitor, right? But better. Uh, Those are all Hershey. And then you get Mars. Mars is Snickers, Milky Way, Three Musketeers, uh, the elusive Mars bars everywhere but the U.S., which are amazing. Twix, Snickers. Snickers has to be the most popular candy bar, right? Or is that just NFL sponsorships? Probably is. Snickers? I hate Snickers. I would say that. I'm a Milky Way kid. I grew up on Milky Way. Yep. Bobby, I uh, feel like I feel like we're we're in the the bullpen in some NCIS show, and you've got the big board, and you're, <laughs> you're running all the strings, and this is the big exposition scene where we where you're solving the the candy crime. I'm wearing my goth outfit, and the music is blaring. Yep. Right. Uh, oh. uh, we've got uh, and then Nestle, totally third place, mm. Butterfinger Crunch Bars. Mm. Who likes a Crunch Bar? Oh, they're disgusting. Ugh, they're so terrible. The chocolate yeah, exactly. tastes like so bad. But I do like a Butterfinger. I really yeah, Butterfinger. no, Butterfinger's the highlight of their repertoire. Absolutely. Chunky, Chunky Bars are Nestle. What you is don't know that? Chunky Bar? It's a it's milk no, chocolate square so. with yeah. peanuts and raisins. Nope, nope, and nope. Ew. The good part is it comes in this foil wrapper that'll protect your hands. And, and so you can light it and you can actually walk through a dark house or... <laughs> For half an hour. Uh, Nestle's Saving Grace comes from Canada, and that's the Coffee Crisp. Yeah. Those are good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the only other candy bar I thought he could be talking about was the Clark Bar, which is basically yeah. Necco's answer to the uh, the Butterfinger. It's, it's a Butterfinger. Yeah. Which I like Clark Bars more. I think, uh, isn't, um, God, there's there's another there's another one that approximated, approximated, I can't think of the name of it. What is a 100, 100 grand bar? Crispy rice. Is that like peanuts? Yeah. Uh, caramel. Yeah. Uh, Fifth Avenue is that other candy bar that I think you're thinking oh, of. Oh, yes. so good. Fifth Avenue. Yeah, yeah I would say and that's probably good. also better than a Butterfinger. Fifth Avenue is the Hershey's answer. I don't know if it's better. It's similar. Oh, yeah. I like it better. <clears throat> that's been candy bar talk. <laughs> uh, and Let's have a whole episode Actually, another great transition. Uh because Veeves is going as Peppermint Patty for Halloween. Oh, so cute. I know. I, that, I, we want pictures, Andrew. I think even more than pictures of your pumpkin shirt. But it's also, for her, another chance to shut it down sexually because, you know, Peppermint Patty. Yep. Yeah. Lesbian. Um, speaking of things that Andrew can and can't get it up for, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Halloween house parties. <laughs> And that's not uh, an insult. That's a quote. He quote, said he could he could totally get it up for a house party. Yeah. Uh, he's, yeah. Is, is Liz not listening get it up to him? For like he didn't it's say anything. word for word. Ugh, gross. Does he get it up before he goes into the house party or does he go in and then he gets it up? Well, maybe that's why he finds it. So be very you, uncomfortable. you get it up before because then you can last longer at the party. Point. Yeah. Uh, top story is uh, from the TBTL archives. Uh, listener favorite, the Dave Bowes cracked out PCP something girl who attacks him in the middle of the night, early morning hours outside Cairo. Um, I didn't really take a lot of notes here because I've heard the story so many times, but it is a great one. Mm-hmm. It's so scary. Um, Crazy people scare me more than anything. Yeah, because they're they're unpredictable. I mean. Even people who want to cause harm have an end game, whereas crazy people just, you know, that's like the Joker. They just stand in empty <laughs> rooms. Uh, this is the standing in the empty room edition of Little Red Panda Wagon. <laughs> um, 
something I never noticed before. I never really thought about before in the Dave Bowes story until this time. Uh, he prays her away. Yeah. I'm wondering, because yeah. he's he's a pretty conservative guy. Um, if there's really just a deep-rooted moral here, which is that we should all be praying the bad things away. Nope, that uh, no. that windstorm story is still here. Veto. So it doesn't work. <laughs> we tried it. Uh, music for your spooky Halloween weekend. Luke suggests a Cowboy Junkies cover of Sweet Jane. Andrew brings to the table a rehash of the Monster Mash <laughs> written by the original guy, Bobby Boris Pickett. Uh, the Climate Change Mash. How the mighty no have fallen. Good <laughs> um, who is the guy who does bad parody political songs for PBS? Oh, oh, the guy with the piano? And the bow tie, yeah. Oh, God. I don't know. I, I know the parody of him on The Simpsons better than I know him. Right. Uh, <laughs> well, that's what I thought of when I heard this song, except, uh, you know, liberal. Mark Russell. Yes. <laughs> uh, he's from Buffalo. I should have known that. Uh, yeah. Boy, that's just, just awful. That yeah, you know it's like, awful when, like, when they say things you agree with and you still hate it. Yes. And then listener Amy suggests an awesome song, The Halloween Blues by the Fratellis. I love the uh, after that, the guys rewrite the outro a couple of times to try to make it spooky and fail. <laughs> uh, and that's it. That's our that's our Halloween Eve week of TPTL. Well, if nothing else, we got a chance to talk about Jeremy wetting the bed. So I'm satisfied. <laughs> and candy bars. Well, yeah. he uh, Jeremy wanted me to add that if anyone um, has a problem with alcohol or you think you do, please contact him and he can... Um, get you in contact with someone see now he's trying he to make me to, feel bad for making fun he of wants him. to have a sober tens group oh he thinks that, that might that be, be that might be some rough sledding i don't know there there aren't that many of us yeah <laughs> boy it would be kind of meta to have jeremy run a group of tens on the little red wagon right <laughs> uh that's a sincere offer though he's i've heard him say that to people yeah. before uh jeremy mm -hmm. has been through the ringer and can guide you through it too just like his matches. <laughs> and Jeremy is one of those guys who is actually a more fun person when he's drinking. Yes. Yeah. I'll attest to that. <laughs> God bless you, Christy, for seeing that in him. Yes. Uh, Christy, uh, speaking on uh, Leviathan projects you've taken on, there's Jeremy. There's also the Archive Project. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So, so as of today, we have archived 435 episodes of tbtl which is awesome and we only have 25 ish more weeks to make my goal which is to have all of 2009 and 2010 done by november so hopefully that that gets done i mean there's nothing i can really do really right who's been right. who's been pleasing you lately? oh that is a good question um you can name multiple people man. if you like Let's see. Well, Bob Stein is always a great one. Hasn't Mayhem been doing a lot of archiving too? Yes, she's great. Oh, oh yeah, Amy Shepard. I'm ready for another week. Yeah, Amy Shepard has been doing great. Um, yeah, there's so many. The people that are great are so great. So um, and then there's DJ. Yeah. <laughs> well, DJ dropped out. So oh, also, if you don't think you can do it, drop out. There's yeah. no shame in that. Yeah, I, I shame respect is him sitting for doing on that. your week. Yeah. Yeah. 
Seamus sitting on your week and not letting me know because there there's I mean the 25 people that haven't finished their 2009 or 10 right right <laughs> because I have probably a handful of people that could take those and knock those out in a couple days and we'll find other reasons to shame you but that's not one of them so let us oh, know if you Corey need a Plucker reprieve. Corey Plucker he's a great one and I haven't said his name before I like so his name we'll give we him should a say that name yeah. more Corey Plucker. good choice all right people you can get involved with the show. You can archive. You can be on our now Friday edition of the show where we talk to a 10 and play back to one of their favorite clips by f- visiting us at littleredbandwagon.com. You can also find us on Facebook at Little Red Bandwagon. Not at, that's that's Twitter. Little Red Bandwagon on Facebook. We're also mm-hmm. on the Stens page. The show Twitter actually is our LRB podcast and our personal Twitter is I'm at RL Pape. Mike's at Drew McFrizz. Christy is Kissy Eyes, K-I-S-S-I-E-Y-E-S, which I always spell out because Mike always did before me. <laughs> Jeremy, uh, if you're looking for uh, advice on making it through the night, is Dadstronaut and Meredith Mayhem Mayhem Mayhan <laughs> is at Meredith <laughs> underscore Mayhan, no Y. Now I'm uh, hungry. Where's my Apple Pay dressing? <laughs> shoot us an email at littleredbandwagon at gmail.com leave us a voicemail or send us a text at 802-432-DBTL Christy I'm not going to ask you what's on the next episode of Nerd Out Loud but I am going to be sad about not getting to ask you okay yep. go back and listen to our Halloween episode about Halloween candy yes more it's candy talk one. I like mm. it um, was that in the mix with the um, banana candy talk or is that a different it came. It kind of came from that because everybody got so excited about the banana candy talk that it just turned into Halloween, and and we put out a survey and talked to people about it. I like it. And with that, Christy, get us out of here. Oh, until next time. This is the next party. And Jen, thank you for listening to the show, and thank you for the scratchers. Uh, that's KLRB, your number one hit music station with the phrase that pays on the nines. Am I doing it again? Here's how I'm picturing it. Picture me um, sitting in a chair in the middle of an empty room. Uh, to my left on the floor next to me is a gallon bucket filled with hot dogs. <laughs> to my right... Sitting on the floor next to me is another gallon bucket full of hot dogs in buns, fully dressed. And I'm just like like, like a chain smoker with hot dogs. I'm just like reaching down, hand over fist, just like just shoving them in my face. You nailed right. it. Woo. You nailed Woo. it. No one can save you now. <laughs>